But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the time. It's the dip. Dismal Tide, episode 100. Yeah, I had I had tickets to the Sixers Nets game, and I, I purchased them for I think all in it was two hundred for two tickets, and I just assumed I could find somebody to go with me. Um, and I probably bought them like a couple hours after the Harden trade, like as they were at the beginning of like this crest. And I bought them, and I probably I think I had them for like thirty six hours, where they were just purchased, and I forgot about it. And then I got an email from, what was it? I think it was SeatGeek. It was like, oh, sorry. It, basically, what the email implied is that they they had already sold the tickets to someone else. But I don't believe yeah, over, them. Like, like they're an airline. Right. I don't, I don't believe them. They just, there's something in their algorithm that says like, hey, listen, if somebody buys a ticket and we can clear 25% more, like we're going to just like email them and say, hell, sorry, we fucked up and we're going to sell those tickets again. Yeah, that's I, hell. I believe it. Um, I don't know. It, the, the ticket resale market is. Uh, it's, it's a bad place. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it, I mean, it sucks. And anybody who's even thought about buying a, a new PlayStation this year can immediately attest to what sucks about it. I would never bother with resellers for that. Like I'm not, uh, I'm also not uh, that much of a gamer, you know? Uh, no, but what I mean there is like, they're so fast to buy those PlayStations. Oh, that you oh, can't... oh, you mean like even buying the legitimate ones? Like right. you're not, not, not like not, not just not dealing with the resellers, but just trying to deal with like the bots and that. Yeah. Just now, trying I to know get that... gear. Look, say what you will about Amazon, but I know that they're like only selling them to prime members. Uh, so I, I think uh, or, or like they're, you know, they're getting uh, first dibs, basically. Um, so that I think puts a governor on it, um, even though plenty of prime mem- it's worth the 1399 or whatever to get a PlayStation, then flip it for double the price. You have to pay for the whole year with prime. No, you can get it monthly. They've never charged me monthly. Those well, bastards. I pay monthly. I signed up for the uh, the free trial of a while. I've gone in and out of having Prime many times because, you know, there's always you, you convince yourself. I don't need Amazon, but yeah, you do. They have all the stuff. They have all the stuff. They, they I'm going to I'm going to drag my stupid ass down to GNC and buy a well, thing of protein powder and then have I, to carry it back with both hands. I yeah, and then you got to do that at like three other specialty stores. Yeah, I bought a, v- a, a Venus fly trap. It's still in a bottle uh, at the same place where I buy my ass wipes. It's great. Yeah, look, I, I there, there's plenty of bad things about Amazon. Not not just the fact that their employees have to piss in jars and that, but um, but like I would never buy like any clothing from them or shoes, like because it just like when you uh, go go look go try to buy a pair of Converse on Amazon and click the size and there are about seven hundred size options. 
Like, that's not a problem for me. I use Zappos, but it's impossible. Like it's it's sort of impossible to tell Amazon. where they're coming from. Like, you know that they're not just all in an Amazon warehouse. It's just like everyone who's ever stolen and listed a pair of Converse that those are all listed too. So uh, it's oh, true until you actually click on like size and color. You don't see who the seller is and it's not necessarily from them. It could be from uh, like uh, Dave shoe barn, or it could just be someone who's selling them out of the back of their car. Uh, Amazon owns Zappos and Zappos is pretty good. They have a lot of stuff. Also, that, like all Spanish the- for shoes or something. Is that right? It's short for Spanish for shoes, actually. So not even. No, it's not right. Zapata is shoe and Zappos is short for that. That's what I think. Zapatos. Oh, yeah. Zapata would be. A female shoe is what that would be. Hmm. A shoe that identifies as female. Well, that's fine. If the shoe look. Takes all types to make a world, you know? Yeah. Um, what else, Michael? Well, We're going to wrap this show up in three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got stuff in the dryer that with our dryer being the way that it is, you got to put it through twice. Uh, this, this seems to be a regular Thursday occurrence now is that we record the show between uh, during the first uh, run in the dryer. And the show ends and I go put it back in for 45 minutes. Keeps uh keeps us honest about the time. Oh, there's baseball again. That's right. You know, uh, what did the players did 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 anything good happen or is it just over now? Uh, from what I can tell, uh, Seth described this as his falling down moment. Um, it seems like the the league basically got everything they wanted. <laughs> Um, the With league did very the players minor got, concessions. The players got raises. For the most part, that was all they got. Uh, let's see. I have it right here. Players get in- increased to CBT. Um, yeah, but it's not cognitive in line. behavioral therapy. <laughs> I don't know what the CBT is, but it's not in line with league revenues. Uh, still. Increased base pay, but not as much as they wanted. Pretty close, though. A pre-arbitration bonus pool, which I I think just like. I actually I have no idea what the pre-arbitration bonus pool is. Um, A third of what they were asking for. And the qualifying offer is eliminated. Uh, But only if they agree to international draft structure by July. Otherwise, they keep the qualifying offer for this this whole length of whatever CBA. Uh, the owners got a fourth pen- penalty tier added to the luxury tax, presumably with non-monetary. So it's penalties. a non-monetary penalty yeah. tier. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, I like non-monetary penalties in my. Ugh. Um, either an international draft or qualifying offer status quo status quo on revenue sharing since they forced the players to drop it status quo on player control art slash arbitration, which to me was what this that whole thing was about. One. Yeah. And they just caved on it. There's nothing. Uh, well, I would have gone to, I would have gone to hell and back for that one. Uh, a 12 uh, and maybe 14 team expanded playoff structure. Um, ability, ability to unilaterally 
expedite rule changes during the offseason without union approval. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, MLBPA will drop all their lawsuits over MLB, obviously. Lo- loving players over? That's got to be a... Uh, yeah, I don't think that's right. Yeah. I don't think they particularly care for the players. Not loving. No, they love them. No, certainly not. I can read uh, uh, Seth's comments here on his behalf because uh, he's not here. But um, like, like, fuck it. There's literally no incentive to call top prospects literally ever if you aren't trying to win the division. And why would you bother with the expanded playoffs? Uh, why would the Orioles ever call up Adley Rochman? Why would the Mariners ever call up Julio Rodriguez? They literally do not want to win baseball games. Like, fine, pitch clock maybe makes the games marginally more watchable. The shift being banned means Joey Gallo gets a $200 million contract. whoop de doo I'm out. This shit sucks. <laughs> he keeps going. Oh, oh yeah, he keeps going. <laughs> but but no, he's he he's right. If you if you're not interested in winning games, why would you ever call up any of these players? And now you have no incentive to do so. Well, everybody got a raise, Mike. Everybody got. Does that include minor league players, by the way, or is that almost certainly not? (laughs) I cannot imagine it does. They just like the owners are so willing to draw this out forever. Imagine being like like 26 years old and you're in double A and you're and you're sitting there every day. Just be like, that's right. Give them hell. Like leagues trying to pull this dump this shit in like they're out there. They're fighting for me. Like I'm not going to (laughs) have to rely on fans giving me Chipotle gift cards to eat anymore. And then they're just like, guys, great news. Baseball's back. Um, <laughs> what, what did we get? We're, it's back. Baseball's back April 7th. You don't have to worry about it anymore. We're, we're, we're going to play games again. I'm going to go uh, back and talk to this loan shark that I previously told the players got my back. I don't need your help. Uh, he's got incredibly greasy hair and a very thick chain. And he's offering me $10 million uh, for uh, 40% of what I make the rest of my life. And I think I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, isn't that how like third party ownership works in uh, with like South America or like. uh, I I know that it happens with like South American soccer players, Um, but I, I, I suspect that there's a lot of that with, um, uh, you know, all of like Caribbean and uh, Latin American uh, baseball players as well. I'm trying to think of Central America. Tatis. Fern- uh, Fernando Tatis had that. He, I, and I think maybe, no, not Guerrero, because Guerrero's dad had money. I'm, sh- I'm, I'm quite sure. Um, but I, I think Tatis sold or like got loans like, Ten million dollars, and then he's he's paying it back with interest. I'd imagine. Um, turns out he was right. He immediately like signed for thirty something million dollars a year and easily paid that loan back. That let him live like a rich person while he was playing double A baseball. Yeah. Well, good luck with. Uh, I would not back myself in a similar situation. <laughs> I can't bet on myself. No, and certainly not with the stakes being that high. But no, like, is there is does baseball have like third party ownership where, um, uh, you know, if if you want to sign a player, like the player's like dad's friend is just like, hi, uh, I, I you'll negotiate with me. He's my property. 
I, isn't that what agents are? Um, effectively, but, uh, but the, I, I think, um, like, uh, in, in the way that it works in soccer is that the players are actually like owned by the agency. So well, like, we don't own people in this country, Michael. Well, uh, you know, they're under, under contract to the agency. So if you're, you're, you're paying, you're, you're not just negotiating and they get their 15%. It's you are paying them directly, you know? So if you want to buy, um, uh, you know, Brazilian teen, whoever it is, um, he might be 40% owned by, uh, you know, uh, par partially owned by the club, partially owned by um, like his agency or just some guy, basically. Um, and, and you will have to pay that person directly. I, I got to say. I don't I don't care for that. I don't like that. No, one bit. it's no third party ownership is no good. Um, it's very like the only person I oh, can imagine doing it that is, in Europe. is like a Pablo Escobar sitting across the table, his thick mustache and going just like, yeah, I'm going to need 20 million dollars. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not doing it unless it's 20 million dollars. Um, oh, no. Uh, the better one would be Don. Don. Is it Don Feach? From the Godfather Two, who just like wears the just, white jacket and it's just enough to wet my beak. Just enough to wet my beak. He says it twice, which I really, I really love. Um, yeah. So, uh, third-party ownership in association football is the ownership of a player's economic rights by third-party sources. The third party, which can be an agent such as a football agent, a, an agency such as a sports management agency, a company, investors such as a hedge fund or a single investor, quote, takes ownership of all or part of the financial rights to a player. Uh, in some cases, the footballer sold. The TPO, not the football club, can benefit from the transfer fees and contract negotiation fees. Uh, note that this differs from co-ownership in football, where a player's transfer rights are shared between two clubs. So you could be a player at, um, I don't know, Colo Colo or something in South America. Um, and, you know, uh, some Italian club who buys players from Colombia, let's say Udinese comes in and pays $10 million. The club may not see a dime of that. It might go straight to some guy, the player's uncle or something. Mm, it's good to keep it in the family, I suppose. Well, you know, look, uh, ha uncle. Has anyone, it goes has to anyone, my godfather. Has anyone, I'm, I'm sure there are cases, but uh, generally speaking, your dad, your family as your agent, is that good or bad? I think generally almost always bad. Yeah, that's terrible. There's I mean, it's just. There's there's never they're never qualified ever. Is LeVar Ball the agent for all of his kids or is he just their, their spokesperson? I think he's just their spokesperson. He started off as their agent when they were kids, but I don't think he's their agent anymore. <laughs> um. I also think of like Venus and Serena Williams dad because I saw that movie King Richard. Yeah. And he's just and it, he's certainly acting as their agent. Um, is it is that just every uh, every serious movie Will Smith's ever done? Yeah. Just clear clear Oscar bait stuff. Yeah. I mean, he was fine in it, but it wasn't it was I don't know. The little girls were better than he was. They had to play the damn tennis. I, I just remember some, and I know that you like any random person with 600 followers on Twitter, like you can't just pretend that that's what everybody thinks, but it is what somebody thinks. 
And I just remember saying, like, it's disgusting that they're making this movie about the Williams sisters be about this man. It's like, like, I don't think you know much about their dad. (laughs) They don't they don't exist without him. Like the the, the idea that they came up with the whole system, they they would have just done this by themselves. It's the same. Just like, oh, yeah, just like like. If if Tiger Woods' dad hadn't just like basically uh, spent Signed him up for day trying to be uh, basically grinding him into the dirt, turning him into the weird pill addict alcoholic that he is, like if that's not if his dad didn't spend all the time doing that, uh, he did. Who knows what he'd be doing? He'd just be the corniest man alive somewhere else. <laughs> I hate Tiger. Like uh, I like I. I, I do you follow the PGA's Instagram account? I follow a lot of golf Instagram any, accounts. So probably time. Oh, his son is in anytime tigers in the news. They post about him relentlessly. And I checked yesterday and 12 of their last 15 posts are, were just pictures of him or his son or his daughter this time. Or his, da- his daughter was actually speaking at the hall of fame induction right. as well. But, but like the, when him and his son played together in that tournament, fucking it was awful. Re- for re- they were posting once an hour for three straight days, just pictures of the two of them. Yep, that that club flip though, that and twirl. Look and, at that walk, and the, the and the absolute morons who uh uh who who love him just can't get enough of it. Everybody clicks it. Everybody scrolls, and they're all just the like, oh, he's just like his dad. It's just like, yeah, because he's his fucking son. <laughs> like that's what where do you think he learns this How shit this from <laughs> this is why, why he you, sued his mother you, for custody yeah, yeah like do, do you think you and your dad don't have the same mannerisms you think you don't like scratch your ass the same way or whatever it is you do i actually don't know if tiger woods has sued for custody that probably wasn't fair um i don't know uh, just listen he's lucky the kids are in his life <laughs> there were both of their mothers are elin right I don't know. Um, I just really think it's it's funny that he just keeps getting into single car accidents, and that <laughs> and every time it happens, everyone's just like, "Stay strong, man. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. come back from this." <laughs> he just keeps that either come from from like being fucked up on pills or just driving erratically for no reason. Yeah, just just like Tiger Woods in his in his late forties. Uh, posting rise and grind pictures for for him getting back to walking after he lost his foot yep. jacking off while driving at 75 <laughs> miles per hour. This is the rest I'm, of our life. I'm, I'm taking you just got to put one foot in front of the other. I'm, I'm taking, taking it. I'm taking a turn at 90 in this loner car <laughs> that the, the tournament this that Genesis let me borrow for the weekend. And I'm and I'm rolling it nine times. Yeah. And I'm autoerotically asphyxiating myself with a seatbelt while I do so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just like no details of the car crash ever came out. And they were just like, ah, we appreciate your yeah, look. Your, yeah, your nothing, privacy, nothing, please. Nothing to see here. Very normal crash. The normal crash. No, like, not for any reason. This, uh, this, this isn't he didn't do this one because he's getting divorced. It's fine. If he were asleep. They would have said he fell asleep behind the wheel. Like, that's not that embarrassing. Everybody can see it, that happening. To it themselves. could happen. Yeah, I think if they would want like a toxicology report. I think he would. Yeah, just uh, he, he may have been jacking off. That's possible. That's that's what it's the only thing that makes sense. 
<laughs> just insisting that. It's like it's it's clearly not the only thing. Like he could literally just be reaching onto his floor for to pick something up. <laughs> but, but I think well, he was masturbating. My belief is that the face of golf should be Shane Lowry. Um, but oh, uh, eight I, minutes left in the game. Fans are walking to the doors. One eleven seventy nine. That could have been you. You could have been in the parking lot by now. Yeah, I could be. I could be halfway home. Nine forty seven. I would have left at the half. Oh, it's a lot of hundred dollar ticket plus whatever you bought before you sat down. Yeah, I'm leaving at the half. Fuck this. Gonna, I'm gonna stop at Wawa on the way home. I got a, um, uh, I got a panini from Wawa on Saturday. Cool. Well, did you bad. like it? Yeah, actually, it's pretty good. Uh, if you get the right one, they're pretty good. And like they're like Chipotle kind of sauces are usually okay. Touch and go with like actual vegetables or actual fruit. Like I don't like like getting a scoop of avocado on something. It's like why does this taste like a nickel? It's that uh yeah, Wawa is is a novelty for me now that I don't live there. Um, but like coffee's my great. Mom, my mom pointed out years ago that all the sandwiches taste the same no matter what you get and she's right now this is before they expanded the menu but when it was just like exclusively hoagies that that's true if blind blind taste tests if you you know you take out the element of oil and vinegar or something like that if you just put all the italian meats on a sandwich or all the turkey on a sandwich the t- taste wise it wasn't that different yeah now, I they get- have bur- now they have burgers yeah, I've never had the burger. I have a, a coworker who works at Wawa. So I always I always run by my stuff with him. I'm just like, what should what should I should and should I not be getting there? And he insists the avocado looks gross as hell. Um uh, most of the lunch meat is fine. Uh he doesn't want to touch the burgers. He says they're gonna start doing like uh, personal pan pizzas. That's probably acceptable. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just uh, I go there for coffee before work because it is literally on my way and I'll get like breakfast burritos there sometimes. They got good soda selection as well. They have a lot of different energy drinks if you're into that sort of thing. See, I'm off both of those things Um, in in the last two weeks. Oh, you know what? It's a fun thing to share on the show. I got my uh, my blood work back with a whole bunch of allergies. Yeah. Yeah, and it turns out the thing I am allergic absolutely most to in this entire world is cats. Well, I mean, you sort of knew that. I knew I, I knew I was allergic. I didn't imagine it would be my worst allergy. Um, and it turns out I'm just like very, very slightly allergic to a whole bunch of like good stuff, like like peanuts and just like enough that I can eat it. And then like, hey, maybe I'll sneeze. So I've just been taking Allegra every day and I feel much better. Sometimes that's all it takes. You know, I got uh, I went I went to the allergist when I was losing my mind. And uh, as I I always like to say, uh, uh, they ran every single possible test on me and I just had anxiety. But uh, but I at the allergist, they told me um, that uh, my number one allergy was dust and also allergic to cats. And I'm just like, well, I've been around dust and cats all my life. So I don't know. <laughs> did like, you get why, numbers why attached to yours? 
Um, not that I remember. This was just like a general allergy test. The doctor still recommended that I, uh, I go to an actual allergist because I have so many allergies. They recommended I go to an actual allergist. Um, oh, this is just from blood tests. Oh yeah. They didn't do the thing where they like put the stuff on the needles and just scrape it on you. No, that'll be at the allergist. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's cool. I'm excited. You get scraped with like 30 different needles. How long does it take? Do they just like put them all in at once? I guess how long could I think basically they just like wipe them all with each individual thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's on a grid so they know what's what. And they just sort of irritate you a little bit with it and see what your skin reacts to. And like the more inflamed it is, the more allergic you are. That's God is great. Yeah, it's (laughs) look, that's. That's the the sometimes it's just that easy. They don't need to put you through a um uh in, into a you know MRI machine that costs uh this as more than your house. Sometimes they could just scrape you with a little bit of metal. See what happens. <laughs> just yeah, just see what happens. Uh no, so that was me. I also have high cholesterol, but I was eating like shit. Like the entire like six week stretch before this doctor's appointment, like absolute shit. I was just like in a hole, didn't feel like cooking for myself at all. Would go to Wawa for breakfast and then like get like a fast food sandwich for lunch or like get like uh, just a good catering place near me that just does like it's got like a hot hot. I, I, nobody gives a shit about this. I'll get their chicken. <laughs> just eating very poorly. A lot of cheese, a lot of red meat. What's your uh, LDL cholesterol? Uh, I'll tell you in a moment. He said it was high. One, six, one. Oh, I think I beat you. I think I'm at one eighty six. Suck my dick, Mike. Uh, Listen, well, you're you're doing better than me in that regard. Hang on. Do I have my lipid panel saved to my uh, <laughs> desktop? Actually, yes, I do. It's in a folder on my desktop. Oh, my gosh. Important, I have important like a- documents. I have like a general chemistry. Do you want to compare blood chemistry on the podcast? I, I, my shit's not as detailed as it was from past doctors. I'm pretty disappointed. Well, you tell so me I what can, you have and we can compare. My overall cholesterol is at 257, which is high, but not like disastrously so. I mean, that's that, that does need to come down. Uh, my LDL cholesterol, though, um, is wait, what was uh, your total cholesterol? I just found mine, uh, 257. I'm 275. Uh, well, see, my LD, LDL is the bad cholesterol. Uh, the, apparently, that's the, that's the dangerous one. And that's at 186. And the standard range for that is 0 to 99. So anything over 100. Oh. I also was very, very disappointed to find out that my glucose was slightly high. And that, that was it. The standard range, it goes up to one, like up to 99. And I was at exactly 100. So oh. they told me he's just like, well, so you might be pre-diabetic and just like, uh, not for the one milligram i'm not don't call me pre-diabetic because like what if this was 98 and just like which is a statistically insignificant an, uh, amount of difference i'm 96 there so yeah see so it's i'm i'm one mil i'm uh, uh there's five mil four milligrams between us and somehow i'm pre-diabetic i don't think so you gotta take better care of yourself bud i gotta eat less white rice <laughs> Is that you, it? You can't believe the amount of white rice I eat. What other what other what other uh, stuff you got on there? Let's hear it. Hang on, let me pull up. Uh, 
Let me pull up my uh, metabolic panel. All right. I don't have any ranges. So if you get a range, uh, yeah. say All it. All right. So, yeah. So glucose standard range is 65 to 99. So, and your glucose is at 96. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm at 100 there. Okay. You I got, got s- your, well, how about your urea nitrogen? How's your urea nitrogen? I'm at 13 on that. The standard range is between 6 and 20. So that's oh, not bad. Uh, 14. Um, let's see here. What was that range? Six and twenty. Uh, uh, between uh six to twenty, yeah. Fourteen, baby. How's your sodium levels? I got one forty-two. Damn. Well, I'm also at exactly one forty-two, which I'm thrilled about because I eat a, like look. I eat a lot of. What's stuff. What's the range? Crater. Uh, one thirty-four to one forty-four. Oh, just inside. It's just inside, but it's also not that much higher than the the bottom end of the standard range, right? Fair. 134. Yeah. So the, uh, I expected that to be high because I eat a lot of salt. Uh, my potassium is at 4.5 MMOL per liter. I got uh, four which, there. Yeah. The standards between 3.5 to 5.2. So well, that's pretty just, good. Except for what we eat. We're doing all right. I used to have low potassium and no, not no longer the case. Um, anything else? No, I don't have anything else that's high. I'm in range for basically everything else yeah he didn't um, bring anything else up uh what's your oh my god who even cares what my albumin is um my albumin is 4.7 mine's 5.2 oh see you're high on that because yeah, that's standard... why i brought it up it's got a little up arrow next to it yeah see yeah the standard range is four to five and i'm also up in uh a to g ratio um i i am I couldn't begin to tell you what that is supposed to mean. What about However, alkaline phosphate? What, what is your what is your A to G ratio? My A to G ratio is uh, 2.3. Well, the standard range is 1.2 to 2.2. Okay, so they can kiss my ass on that one. Yeah, again, uh, I'm, I'm going to call that statistically insignificant. Uh, alkaline phosphatase. Um, 44 to 121. I got 136. All right, so you're high on that as well, but again, I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm at 61, but uh, I so well, I'm in a good place there, but I don't know why. I don't know what I'm doing right or wrong. Okay, I'm writing that one down on my notes. Let's let's look let's look up alkaline phosphate. Yeah, what we, 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 what's <laughs> alkaline phosphate? What the hell is this? The amount of ALP in your blood. I don't know what that is. Oh, ALP is enzyme fa- found throughout the body, but is mostly found in liver, bones, kidneys. Oh, he said that my kidneys were when the uh, liver is damaged. Look at that. And I drink a lot. And uh, and and my and I got some good liver numbers right there. So everybody needs to shut the fuck up and get off my back. Well, this is uh, this is got to be what he asked for a second blood test for right here. All right. He you know, said uh, it's probably nothing. He said it's probably tied to the cholesterol. So if I'm actually, which I have been leading a an actual healthy life now, then I'll, you know, it'll all come down in time. Uh, and if I'm lying to him, I'll just die sooner. Healthy wife, healthy life. AST. What's what was the other one I had? AST Sagat. I'm at thirty. It sounds like a. Deep Space Nine character. My L- ALT is good as well. It was all wow. pretty that positive. Was, that was, was, that was positive as good as stuff. That was as good as our podcast has ever been right there, frankly. 
and the look, best. And that's the best yeah, we got. Pull up your own comprehensive metabolic panel at home and yeah, play uh, along. Compare, compare and contrast to uh to to the hosts. Uh, all right. Is that it? Is that all we have? We, <laughs> that's we, we, I'm we fine finished. if that's all we have. We There's finished. no sports on. It's just basketball. It's no, we, I could talk about uh, all the Chelsea stuff, but I honestly like there's so many other shows that have covered that in depth at this point that I would feel like my half remembered version of what's happening over there um, is is not nearly as important. I'm, uh, come tomorrow morning. Everyone's going to know as much as they they know. Uh, I'm sure tomorrow's second captains uh, will be excellent. So. I'm going to take a gamble here and congratulate the Philadelphia Phillies for signing Nick Castellanos. And I'll just, I'm just hoping that pans out tomorrow. Hopefully. I, I mean, like, he's the I, outfielder I, know, I want, so let's get him. Uh, so how do, do you think uh, plenty of uh, tampering has been going like yeah. back channels? Like everyone's ready to make all their signings uh, uh, as soon as uh, like the sun comes up. Yeah. Tomorrow, I, right? As I understand it, this was the owner's like thing. So the owners were handling yeah. that, and while the owners were handling that, were the what were the GMs doing? Frankly, probably talking to agents. Yeah, team. Yeah, teams are not supposed to have any contact with players directly, but could they talk to agents? And like, I'm not saying this is what my client wants, but however, he has mentioned in the past um, that he'd be interested in X amount of years for X amount of dollars. I I, I would I would enjoy the back and forth of like an agent and a GM, and they just like. I'm trying to think of what we just like name movies that were filmed in cities. And that's that's how you link to what teams you want. And it's like his favorite movie. I'll have, you know, clutch. Well, you can't really say Philadelphia. You could say uh, the nice law guys. Ab- law abiding citizen. Yeah, law abiding citizen. Famous Philadelphia movie. I was going to say his favorite movie is Philadelphia. That's a bit on the nose. <laughs> even for this stupid fucking joke. All right. Well, anyway. Everyone, go get go get your yearly physical. Oh, uh, you know point. what? One more thing. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Whalen was right. It's, uh, Mike Whalen's hosting a uh, March Madness March Madness pool. You can find it in our Discord. And he wanted us to talk about the one true bracket policy, which I don't usually employ. I usually fill out too. Um, um, I don't know. You, well, you, you also played multiple fantasy baseball, fantasy football leagues. Uh, that's too much for me to keep track of. If I'm sitting there hoping that Alvin Kamara uh, goes off tonight for one league, but not in another because I don't have him in the other, that's too much. That's uh, I'm going to be torn in half by that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that uh, I think it's fine if you want to fill out as many brackets as possible. The one time I ever won one of these uh, things was when I filled out one in my mom's name uh, at my dad's job. Mine ate shit. Hers won. So. Uh, I've won a few times. My sister sister also put George Mason in the final four that year, but that was not because she knew what she was doing. (laughs) I, you know, I remember her posting a picture of that on Facebook. (laughs) Being very impressed. Uh, I've won a few times because I, when I was like, I think that the, the Brendan sports gambling, like origin story for sure starts when I was like 13 or 14. And my dad let me, buy a, uh, a a bracket in his work pool with like 50 or 60 people in it. And I got third. And so I won like a hundred bucks 
And everybody was like, he said, everybody at work was very impressed. They were asking, who's this Brendan guy? And I kept telling them it's my 13 year old son. Um, and that was like, like getting handed that hundred dollars when I was a kid and just like looking at it and realizing that I did like absolutely no work uh, to like, earn I'm, it. I'm taking all the wrong lessons from this. <laughs> yeah, I was really all the wrong lessons. Um, and then from then on, probably once we, we got into like high school, I was the I was the uh, March Madness bracket guy. I was I was the pool guy in our high school trying to get everybody to play um, regularly had like four hundred dollars on me at school during March Madness. Um, now, I love to keep doing, it honest. I love doing stuff like that in school where you just had way too much money on you all uh, when we were selling tickets for that like stupid bringer show that, that the band played um, where it was, it was actually um, before getting paid an exposure became like a meme. Like the, it was actually called exposure and you were given a hundred tickets at $15 each to sell. And the more tickets you sold, the better your time slot was. We played the Trocadero in Philadelphia. That's good. And, and mostly through sheer force of will, Andy sold like, 80 of those tickets and he was selling them like there'd be an assembly and he's selling tickets to the line that's like coming through the door and um and like for uh, again completely unrelated event but like like people are walking by he's like tickets truck and arrow big rock show philadelphia 15 dollars <laughs> and and i remember mr lynch who was our assistant principal just goes you wouldn't be selling those tickets are you just like, no 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 <laughs> But I remember he's sitting there in 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 English and just had like yeah again like yeah three hundred dollars cash <laughs> <laughs> just just say there and um it was the one student teacher for I forget who now I remember uh uh Mr Beckwith I just go and he just goes I don't know what you boys are doing but grease the palm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we ended up playing nine o'clock, which is a pretty ideal set time, except it was on a Sunday night. So, <laughs> so not really it started at noon. So most everybody was gone at that point. And you also had to be there to check in at noon. So we were just all we were just there all day, just in the parking lot. <laughs> Exposure. Exposure fest. Uh, Ooh, I remember it, it okay. being offered. I did not buy one of your band's tickets to that. That's fine. We didn't um, see any of that money. Nobody. I'm sh- I know. By I the was way, asked. we played the main room. And we we're like, oh, this is so cool. And meanwhile, Groveville Road sold half the amount of tickets that we did. And they played upstairs in the smaller room at like four o'clock. And it was packed. It maybe fit like 200, it, maybe 200 people. If that that's probably 150. And they so they played in front of a like like a jam packed, hot, sweaty room, like ton of energy. And we played to nobody in the big room. That's funny. So, like, that's that's an important lesson right there. Uh, all right, now we're done. Now we're done. All right. Uh, tweet tweet your lipid panel at the, <laughs> at the dismal tide underscore, and we'll we'll critique it. Yeah, <laughs> rate my yeah. It's a uh, rate my dick, except <laughs> <laughs> rate rate my lipid panel. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. I tear my heart open. I sold myself shut. My weakness is.
that I can't do much And my scars remind me that the past is real I tear my heart open just to fail Drunk and I'm feeling down And I just want to be alone I'm pissed cause you came around Why don't you just go home Cause I channeled all your pain And I can't help you fix yourself I'm sorry, but I gotta move 